Welcome to the post up. This will be a new weekly NBA talk show where three friends cover everything going on in the world of basketball. In this inaugural episode, we will introduce ourselves, talk a bit on how we got into the game, who our favorite teams are, what we want to turn this here show into, and then we'll jump on the bandwagon and have a quick MVP debate. Before we tip off this inaugural episode, introductions are in order. First, I think so. Oh yeah. First off, Standing at six foot five, I believe he's six foot five. He's an absolute degenerate Philadelphia 76er fan. Boo. You ain't kidding. <laughs> this guy likes draft picks more than he likes winning games. <laughs> you all probably know him as at Ryan Props on Twitter. I know him simply as Dolan. Ryan Dolan, what's up, dude? What is going on, man? It feels good. Uh, I know we've talked about this for uh, months, months, maybe years, and you know this is night one of something that I would like to do for a very long time, so I'm very excited. Oh yeah, we're going to get into uh, how this whole thing started in a second here. Before we do that though, second host of this here fine show, he is standing in at six foot one, a Boston Celtics fan whose favorite player is Troy Bolton. You can find him on Twitter <laughs> at DillBond00. His name is Dylan Bond. Dylan, what's up, dude? Howdy. <laughs> uh, so uh, before I introduce myself, uh, you all know Ryan Props uh, on Twitter. He is part of the Gold Boys chat. Shout out to Gold Boys. Gold uh, they've Boy. been helping us get our get our chat back up, or get our, get our show up and running. Uh, we got in touch with the media guy today, uh, Dolan. Cre- <laughs> if you hear me say Dolan, it's Ryan. It's at Ryan Props. You're gonna have to deal with that. Yeah, he's Dolan. Yeah, yeah we'll Dolan, figure that out. Hundred yeah. percent. Dolan got us in with uh, Nick from the media group over at Gold Boys, and I have known Dylan for over 20 years of my life. And for some reason, the first thing he decided to say to this guy was "Howdy." I've never heard him say that in my entire. It was the most. You ridiculous. just don't listen. Man. My countryside's coming out, dude. You don't know. It was awful. It was rough to see. It was, rough. It was like car accident. Rough. It was like witnessing. You guys shouldn't act surprised. Okay, this, this first, is me. This is the, me being me. The first uh, impression is always the most important. <laughs> we'll talk about. We'll be roasting a lot of Dylan here on this show. Probably roasting a lot of me. Dolan will get the worst of it because he's the absolute worst person out of the three of us. Before we By do far, all that, though, not even close. Yeah, exactly. I I am your third host of this fine show, the leader of this big three. And afraid of cows. My name is Michael Willis. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Carefree Willis. I am a long-suffering Detroit Piston fan who is attempting to enjoy this rebuild season, but I will not bore you with that. Instead, I'll kick this thing out to the other two. Dolan, Dylan, finally. How are we feeling here. about this uh, this first episode, boys? Are we watching any of these games that are going on today? Yeah, I was yeah, watching I, uh... Go ahead, Dolan. Go ahead, Dylan. I watched the Orlando Knicks game pretty much start to finish. It was actually kind of a stinker in the first half, and in the second half it got a little bit closer, and the Knicks made a, a bit of a run. Um, Julian Strano kind of tried to hero ball his way through the fourth quarter. Uh, and, you know, Orlando was not hurt. missing in the fourth quarter. Orlando was yeah. make it, hitting some good shots. Cole Anthony is good, too. Yeah, Cole Anthony is wonderful off the bench. He's he's, yeah, uh, he's a hell of a six man for sure. So um, I watched that game. I haven't really tuned into the Cleveland Brooklyn game, and then Charlotte just absolutely tanked this game. They started Rozier and Kelly Oubre, and then just yanked them with made up injuries, Fun. which is Hilarious. something that we'll probably see a lot the, the rest of the year. You ain't kidding. A couple more weeks left, and we're probably gonna see a whole hell of a lot of that. That is absolutely awful because uh, I was definitely on Rozier today. Uh, I've got this uh, Hornets and uh, Pelicans game on. It's a, uh, it's a fucking snoozer right there. Before we get into all the games, though, uh, Dolan, Dylan, and I are friends from years and years and years ago. Uh, we've been talking, literally, been talking ball since we all met. Decided to create this here show because at the end of the day, if nobody listens, we're going to talk to ourselves about this anyway. So come hang out with us every single week. We're going to be dropping these episodes every Friday. Uh, we'll have a, a a recap of the week, talk about a lot of things that we feel like talking about in the NBA that we don't think get talked about enough. And at the end, for all you gamblers, we're going to have a post-up parlay. That is, I'm telling you right now, it's a lock to hit. Right, Dolan? <laughs> Locked. 
Uh, locked in. The worst word in gambling is locked. What are you talking but about, dude? We'll about go ahead and run with it anyway. It's, it's free about. money. Exactly, dude. That's Dylan. Uh, free money. Dylan is not a uh, gambler. Dolan dude. is a uh, degenerate, and I'm uh, uh, in between. In between her right there. I'll lose you some money. I'll win you some money. But we will put all all three of our heads together and find some kind of s- guaranteed hit mm-hmm. parlay uh, at the end of the day. Dolan loves that. Yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs> and stand uh, it. <laughs> the the post up parlay and its props usually don't drop till while we're recording this show so it's going to be a lot of uh on the spot stuff so it may be interesting. better go with we'll, the gut we'll figure it out we'll definitely figure it out boys though before let's uh, before we talk about some mvp debates let's talk about uh, a little bit of background of, of yourselves dolan how and why did you start supporting the just why do you I hate yourself 76. so much? Why do you hate yourself so much to be a Sixers fan? That's what we want to know. Tell tell the viewers. <laughs> it's it's all a good you know it's all good questions. Um, I mean the main thing it boils down to is I was born in Philly. My my mom my dad were both born in Philly. Um, my grandparents were Phillies, Eagles, Flyers, Sixers fans since the forties, uh, or at least like when all of these teams came uh, to their pro league. So. I mean, it was kind of within my blood. It's kind of funny. I hated sports, so I was about 13, and I really started to take off, and I started falling in love. It started with football first. I watched a Baltimore Ravens and a Philadelphia Eagles preseason game, and that individual game, for whatever reason, started an absolute admiration for uh, what ended up being all sports. But at the time, it was really just baseball football and a little bit of hockey i didn't care about basketball then i became obsessed with the tar heels and then sean may and raymond felton got drafted to the charlotte bobcats at the time and i even flirted with being a bobcats fan for a little bit and then finally i like truly truly dug in and, and became a really big nba fan and then i just simply uh settled you know pretty easily on the sixers at the time it was a uh, drew holiday 21 year old spencer halls was the center uh, and, you know, this is all pre-tank. This is, like, right before the tanking is when I got, like, very heavily invested. And then I watched that draft where they traded uh, Drew Holiday for the sixth pick, mm-hmm. took Nerlens Noel, then we yeah. took Michael Carter-Williams with the 11th pick. Yep. And basically the first several years of my six years, like, diehard fandom, diehard. I-, I liked him for a, lo- a long time. But, like, when I really started watching game after game, supporting player after player, uh, was that three-season period where they went for, like, 19 wins, 21 wins, mm-hmm. and then 10 wins. So uh, it, it's funny how it all turned out. Now, obviously, you know, they're the greatest team ever. Oh, seven. shut up. Oh, oh my, my goodness God. gracious, dude. You this, sound no, so no, ridiculous I'm, right now. I'm not that obnoxious. You're trying to get uh, people not to listen to this. That's what you're trying to do. Yeah, that's, yeah no kidding. It's, I'm not that obnoxious of a homer. I won't quite be like that. But, um, you know, I, for, for once, I feel pretty decent about uh, this team. So, uh, definitely been through it with the Sixers, and obviously at this point, why would I go anywhere if I sat through a 10-win season? Yeah, hilarious. Uh, hopefully you guys win absolutely fucking nothing. Huh? Yeah, absolutely nothing. Hey, Dylan and I are uh, massive nothing. Philadelphia 76. Pretty much Philadelphia. My brother is majority. a... Uh, We're in the majority. Yeah, yeah. my brother is a uh, big Philadelphia fan, but, um, man, I, I can't stand what they did to get to where they're at now. That's all interesting stuff, dude. I uh we'll have a we'll have that conversation later on for sure the uh it's interesting that you say that you know you when you when you first get into it you don't really realize how it wasn't that long ago that you didn't really have the nba package so you couldn't just watch every single game that you wanted to so you had to really like really hone in and pick but that's all interesting stuff dylan how did you uh how and why did you start rooting for the exact opposite of the 76ers (laughs) <laughs> well, um, so yeah, I'm a Celtics fan. I I grew up um, a basketball fan. I was that guy that just liked players, and I jumped back and forth, played a lot of 2K. And uh, I remember going through a phase where my favorite players were uh, Danilo Gallinari when he played for Denver, Monte Ellis when he played for Monte Golden Ellis, State. Monte Ellis, old school. <laughs> yeah, go, back when Golden State was really good before Stephen Curry was really good. But uh, And David Lee. Uh, I like them. Um, I like the, uh, the first year when the – uh, New Orleans drafted Anthony Davis. I was a big Anthony Davis fan. I liked uh, Enos Cantor, <laughs> ironically. <laughs> uh, bunch of randoms. Yeah, a bunch of really random players. And then uh, 
And then my all-time favorite player was Rajon Rondo, and I actually started becoming a Celtics fan the year after the Big Three got traded to Brooklyn. So the year they won the championship 2008 i was actually rooting for the lakers because i like kobe bryant ironically when, when dylan and i were in high school together uh we had we rode the same bus and i i was not this is like freshman year of high school for us uh i'm 30 dylan's 30 dolan's 30 and uh, around this time in like ninth grade high school uh we got the bus i remember this one day we got the bus and it was like right around that uh, lakers boston final and uh dylan, uh dylan i was not a big basketball fan then i didn't really watch ever but Dylan goes, yeah, I hope the Lakers win, man. Fuck Boston. I'll never forget yeah. that he said that. <laughs> yeah. A couple years later, he becomes a massive fan. Well, yeah. how, how did you start settling on Boston, dude? Um, it's weird. So after uh, through playing basketball and stuff like that, my favorite stat has always been assist. And then that was just Rondo's freaking dimes back then were just so freaking sick. And then so I just like I ended up same with Rondo and I was like I said that I tried to like a bunch of teams I was like I'm be a team fan. like I said I tried to be a Nuggets fan which was a Warriors fan was a New Orleans fan and then I was like you know what to do Boston and uh, I was actually a Boston Bruins fan at the time too so I was like then I went all Boston and uh let's go Celtics I've yeah, just dude. been rooting for him ever since you know what's uh we, we got watch a, every game <clears throat> yeah Dylan uh Dolan and I like I said earlier have been friends for a long time and uh we have our own separate group chat uh, and one day Dylan brought up uh, Rajon Rondo being, you know, at, at one point in time, one of the better point guards in the league. And Dolan came back with, uh, at no point in time has he been one of the better <laughs> ones. I nope. could not disagree with this more. I remember when Rondo was I a remember. fucking dog. Anybody, if you are listening to this, becoming a fan of the show, get involved uh, on uh, Twitter at, at the Post Up Boys. Let us know if you feel like Rajon Rondo was an absolute dog or not. Uh, Dylan and I believe Let's so. Go. Dolan, Dolan, yep. not so much. He was so hard to play with in 2K, though. So hard. <laughs> What'd you say? He was so hard to play with in 2K. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he couldn't shoot. He couldn't lit. shoot. So hard to play with him. Yeah, in, in real life, this guy was diamond out assist, left, right, and center. But, uh, yeah, that's so Dylan good. and Dolan. Uh, myself uh, became a Pistons fan way back in 2010, I think. I was a senior in high school. Uh, this was right after my first basketball memory was uh, LeBron uh taking his talents over to south beach so i actually came in in that era uh of ball i didn't really know lebron as a cleveland player at the beginning i knew him as a miami heat player hated his guts uh became a pistons fan hilariously because i believed in what they were selling me in rodney fucking stucky greg monroe uh it was absolutely awful watching that team josh smith will not yet josh smith yet, later on Will Love Bynum Justin. was the starting point Will guard Bynum. in the first game I ever watched. Yeah. The next year, we got Brandon uh, Knight, who had his career ended by DeAndre Jordan. Uh, we, yep. it's, all, it's all been sad stuff. This year has been absolutely fucking awesome, though. Mm -hmm. I, I, it's, there was a time in my life where I was a big Joe Johnson fan, so I pulled for uh, Atlanta and uh, Brooklyn, which is hilarious to think back on now. Uh, but it's been all Detroit uh, ever since uh, you know, I got into this game. Love the do Pistons. You, do you guys remember? You brought up Brandon Knight. Do you remember the rookie sophomore game when Brandon Knight and Kyrie Irving oh, were yeah. going at it? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, so yeah. So crazy to think about those two names going at it right now. <laughs> and that was that was like a legit topic back then too. Like yeah. who is who's going to be the better of the two? I mean, everybody everybody was talking about Kyrie, but there was a legit conversation of Brandon Knight can match him, and then he got dunked on by DeAndre Jordan, had a couple mm -hmm. injuries, and we haven't seen from him since. But. Yeah, I uh, unfortunately was getting sold some absolute nonsense by the Pistons, who then all of a sudden went big when the whole league went positionless and small. And so it's just been miserable ever since. But Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, <laughs> these absolute fucking dogs have come in, and I can't fucking wait to win this whole fucking thing next year. What do you think, boys? Yeah, yeah. What are you talking about, dude? <laughs> It'll happen. You're talking about winning the lottery next year. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking awesome. That that's is fucking good. awesome. That's good. So that's a quick background on us, uh, a good background on how we got into our teams. We are trying to hopefully make this a uh, an entertaining show for everybody out there. We are going to have – we'll have a lot of fun with this because, like I said, this is just us 24-7 all the time with each other. Um, we, we all get to – we all live in Virginia. We all get together. A lot of times throughout the year, Dolan lives about two hours away from Dylan and I. But every single year, we make it a point to get together with another friend of ours. Shout out, Nate McCullen. Shout, Shout out, out Nate. You suck. All right, Patty. Yeah, we, we <laughs> all get together every single year. We talk, I don't think, I think for the past seven or eight years, I don't think I've gone a day without talking to Dylan or Dolan via text or phone call. So 
This is yeah. a conversation we do anyway, so we've decided to put this on uh, into a microphone. Come hang out with us every single week. Follow the show on Twitter to keep up with what we're doing at the Post Up Boys. Uh, it's going to be a good time. We want to eventually make this a fun space for everybody to come hang out, talk ball. There's only a couple shows out there that are doing this. There's a bunch of random ones. It's hard to do this on a uh, you know for like a whole weekly basis because the NBA mm-hmm. schedule is so fucking weird. But we'll figure it out as we go, right, fellas? Right. No doubt dude. about it. Yeah, I mean we're we're all here. We're all boys, and we just want to talk. So we're Absol- going to record it. Absolutely. You guys can listen. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. All right, first uh, first topic of the show. First up on the bandwagon, MVP debate. MVP. Heating up right now. Heating up. Dolan's uh, got a absolutely disgusted look on his face because he feels like there should be only one MVP because he is a fucking homer. Just kidding. On the real, you'll get to know this. Dolan is actually the least homer. He's the most depressing fan that I've ever been around. Everything is going to be awful. He's very uh, down to earth, but I still like busting his nuts because I can't stand the guy. Dolan, MVP, MVP favorite right now? Who do you think it is? It's got to be uh, Jokic, right? Yeah, so, in your dreams. Uh, no, so I think one of the better things to judge off of now. I mean, obviously, uh, I'll do my best to be objective here. I obviously have a favorite. You guys probably have already put together who my favorite was is the guy that was MVP last year but didn't actually win, uh, which is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, right, uh, dude. You're ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, I, I would go Joel. Uh, the sports books agree with me as of now, which, you know, two weeks ago, Jokic was the favorite. So it's not like it can't change. But where we sit today, I think that Joel has taken it over. And honestly, if we started this show three weeks earlier, I would have said, I'm cool with Jokic getting MVP. I really would. And I, I've texted that to you. I've texted that to several of our friends. Um, I think something changed in March. Jokic, um, you know, I, it's not like his numbers fell off. He's, you know, he's just so, so incredible. There's, there's no doubt about it, but um, the Sixers really started to take off in, in March. Um, they've only lost two games so far. Uh, they, they now have one of the best records in the NBA. And in the midst of this, uh, Joel Embiid just went absolutely apeshit. And, um, you know, he was diming the ball. I mean, he was dropping 36, 37 points pretty much every game, sometimes as high as 42. Um, never lower than 31 this entire month. Uh, excluding last game where he got benched at halftime. We're living in the now. He had 12 points last night. That's embarrassing. Shut up. <laughs> embarrassing. Last game, Joel had 12, 7, and 7 getting benched at halftime because we were up by 30 at halftime. Embarrassing, so, dude. Uh, embarrassing. You know, that, that, that can't hurt his case because we were just absolutely dominating it. And I think I need to stop referring to them as we – uh, while I'm trying to have an objective debate. But, um, <laughs> you know, even with that 12-point game factored in, this this month's numbers, he's putting up 34 points, 9.3 rebounds, 4.5 assists, 2.3 blocks. You can't even average a double-double. That's embarrassing. Shut up. <laughs> uh, the, one of the biggest things that I think Jokic has had an edge on, obviously passing, Joel's never going to catch up, nor do I yeah. want him to. Uh, we have a point guard that can handle that responsibility, but efficiency has always been something that uh, I wouldn't call it a problem in Joel's career. But it's uh, you know he's he's shot forty seven percent a couple times. You know he shot below fifty percent, and for a seven footer, that's pretty uh, pretty rare to a certain extent. What I really really loved about this month shooting sixty two percent from the field. He's straightened that out. He's you know he's taking twelve free throws a game and making eighty four percent of them. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, I, I, I think standings are, are just obviously going to be a, a massive factor in this. Um, now, it's funny. I'm going to go ahead and sit here and say on March 23rd, 2023, that the Philadelphia 76ers have a better record than the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. The only difference in the record, they both have 49 wins. The Sixers have one less loss. So they played one less <laughs> game. Yeah, uh, I'm still going to go ahead and take that. Uh, we're, we're a half game better than them. I, I do truly think Joel has taken it over this month, and sportsbooks agree with me as of now. It's not to say it can't change. It's not even to say that Giannis can't come in and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, snipe it from these guys. Um, and, and finally, it looks like we, we got a relatively healthy season out of Joel for the most part. I think, he's all, I think he's doubtful for the next game, but even if he misses that, he's on pace for 68 games, which uh, not the greatest, but if we're talking Joel, that's pretty... Pretty damn good, and 
Um, I think Jokic's on pace for about six or seven more games. I'm yeah, not sure is. that six or seven more games makes the difference. Um, but I, I think I've talked long enough about this. I'll go ahead and we'll, pass we'll, it over to guys that don't have a you know a, a card in this hand. Yeah, exactly. So you, we, you know, we'll look back on this year, like the, or these last couple of years, right? That if Jokic wins, if he wins his third MVP, and we look back and Embiid never got an MVP, right? Like how, how for as good as he has been, and I, I, I I'm trying. I don't want this show to be just a biased take with 24-7 of these three fans. I, yeah, I sure. hate the 76ers, but Embiid has been absolutely he's been, so- ri- he's been ridiculous, not just this year, but the past couple years. We'll look back on this if he doesn't win an MVP and be like, what the fuck, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I mean, again, uh, I'll, I'm trying to be as objective as I could possibly be, and oftentimes you'll, you'll find I'm, you know, I'm not going to just go crazy for the 76ers on this show. I'm just going to – I'm here to talk basketball, but – I truly think that Joel deserved it last year. And like I said, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I'm sitting there, and if, if Jokic won it, I, I was, you know, I'd be happy for him. I think he deserved it. But I think Joel's made the, the push, and I think he is now taking the front-runner spot as we stand with, with his last 10-ish games left in the season. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter talking about, like, it, 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 Jokic will win the MVP, or Embiid will win the MVP and then get bounced in the playoffs. And I'm just like, the playoffs don't matter. The MVP is the regular yeah, season award. In this regular yeah. season, this guy has been, both of these guys have been absolutely unreal. I, I hate I hate being on the topic of like, you know, Jokic has to give Embiid one. Like, that should never be a thing. I just no. think Embiid has had such a good year. That's not my pick for MVP, but Dylan, give me yours, man. Um, So, I can't say Embiid. It's just my blood won't let me, but I honestly think I like Giannis just because best record in the league and they've been so dominant. But I, I'm at the point right now, like there's been a point at some point this year where they all have been favored. All of them deserve it. And I wouldn't be mad at anybody getting it um, because they all deserve it. And I don't, re- you guys might be able to help me, but I can't remember a MVP, a three-way MVP race that's been this tight. Oh, it's been a, it's I, been a I while. One. Yeah. Can't Not off go. the top of my head now. Yeah. I can't, I can't think of one that's been this tight. It's like, I don't think anybody can say one head and shoulder deserves it over the other at all for sure. But uh, I look, did look up last night. I spent some time looking up specific specific stats just on them. them. A couple things. Uh, Embiid's number one in plus minus, which I think that's – I mean, that's massive. But uh, Jokic is three and Giannis is 12. Um, nice. Uh, Jokic shoots 63% from the field while um, Giannis and Embiid are both 54 um, one thing I thought was weird, and with Nuggets being a West Coast team, I'm not tuning in to many Nuggets games, but Embiid and Giannis both have attempted more threes than Jokic, which I, I'm kind of surprised by that because I feel like Jokic is a shooter. Obviously, his percentage is higher, but just the attempts in general. But I guess, I mean, if you look at field goals attempt total, I mean, Embiid and Giannis are head and shoulders when it comes to field goal attempts. But um, Yeah, no doubt. I, I think it'd be cool to see uh, 3 Pete do it, but um, if I had – to who I want to win it is Giannis, I'd say. Yeah, and, Giannis, best player on the best team. Makes sense. Yeah, I think I think that's it. And I think and I think Giannis is the best player in the NBA. Um but I mean I think Embiid's right behind him. But uh I do um do you guys um um think that I forgot where I was going with this. I had a good I, question for you guys. Yeah. you I mean you 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 were spot on though with that was that um the three best players this is these are oh, truly the three yeah. best players yeah. in the league right now, Giannis, Jokic, and uh, Embiid. These guys are have been tearing it up all season long. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's absolutely some other other strong candidates in that, but these are next week they all three play each other too. Yeah, they? I'm gonna. That's, yeah, that's massive. Gonna be big. Yeah, that's Saturday, massive. Saturday, March 25th, Bucks visit the Nuggets. Monday, the 76ers visit the Nuggets, and then April 2nd, the 76ers visit the Bucks. Mm-hmm. So they're all going to be playing. Not all one another. I don't think the Nuggets play or the um, the Bucks play both of them. But th- these teams will play each other. The big one for me is right now in the bookies' favorites. It's it's Embiid, it's Jokic, and then it's Giannis. The big one for me is when the 76ers visit the Nuggets on Monday, uh, this coming Monday. That's going to be a pretty big game. Mm-hmm. Embiid, I feel like, quick me if I'm wrong, Dolan. I think Embiid dominated that game last time they played each yeah. other. Dude, he, he dismantled him. That's what, yeah, we're talking about yeah. the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember so, that. If that happens again, uh, it's going to be. Uh, if that happens again, it's absolutely. It's it's it. It's going to be Embiid's trophy to lose because he is. That's that's you. 
when you're comparing these two players, you're gonna have to look at some point when they went up against each other. And if Absolutely. Embiid, if Embiid isn't taking, if Embiid's taking away these games from from Jokic, then it has to go to Embiid. That's gonna be a big game. Dylan, right I do have a question. Um, I think that it's almost fair to say, like, the, especially the way the last month has gone, Jokic is not. Like not that he doesn't want to win it, but he's not playing for the MVP. And I think you could probably say the same about Giannis. Do you think Embiid is playing trying to win MVP? I think there's a little bit of motivation there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would I would 100 percent said yeah until last night. <laughs> then it's like he didn't play the second that's half. A good, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, obviously, I watch a lot of Sixers. Um, you know, I, I definitely think I think he wants this. I, I truly do. Um, I, I when I watched that game, I think it was a Sunday, if I'm not mistaken, where we played the Nuggets. I want to even say it was an afternoon games uh, game, and we got schooled in the first half, um, and just some form of fire got lit under Joel. I mean, he, he almost scored two times as many points uh, as as Jokic. He had over two times as many rebounds. That's kind of the point where I started to to switch and think like, all right, maybe Joel has a real chance. And then from that point on, I mean, he's just been unreal. So uh, I, I do think that. Jokic is kind of like, eh, I don't really give a shit. And Joel is kind of like, okay, yeah, I really, I want to go get this done. Do you and think, he might not What about that, Giannis? Do you think Giannis is playing for the MVP? I don't think, think Giannis gives a shit. Really, I don't think he cares. It's either. a really good question. I think, I, I would, if I had to say, I think Joel cares about it the most at this point. Okay. Do you guys think voters fatigue is a real thing? Uh, that's, that's, a good, that's a good question, man, because that's one of my things is that, you know, I, that's what I said earlier is that it, it you know, it would be cool to see a three-time uh, winner, but a lot of people are looking at this as, you know, Jokic has won it. We, we might look back at this time and see how dominant Embiid was and go, man, this fucking guy should have been an MVP a couple times here. But Jokic has been that good the past couple of years. Big debate. People will forget it. 76ers fans won't. People will forget that last year, it was a lot closer than everybody made it out to be. Embiid probably should have won it last year over Jokic. But... He didn't, and this is, I think this is the year, and I, I hate, again, I hate saying it like that, that we should just give it over to somebody, um, but I think there is voter fatigue, I think there will be voter fatigue in this, That especially if you look at, it'll be easy on voter fatigue, especially if Embiid goes out there and dominates the hell out of the Nuggets. Neither one of these guys is my MVP vote, and not, neither is Giannis. I'm actually coming in, I think it's going to be Embiid, I want to say that first overall. My, my, who I think should be getting more talk is Shea Gilgis Alexander? This guy has been unfucking real. Why this guy is not in more? He's not going to win it. But why he's yeah. not in more debate for the MVP is wild. I see what you're getting at. I mean, this this he's if you look go look at Bleacher Report articles and shit, and Bleacher Report kind of stinks. But unless they want to sponsor us, unless you want to sponsor us, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. We, have, we, will, we will take, we'll take all sponsors. the sponsors. Yeah, all yeah, the sponsors. Like sponsors. Bring them our way. If you don't want to sponsor us, though, understandable. Bunch of. I'm fun. drinking a Gatorade right now. If Gatorade, you want to sponsor us? Yeah, there you Shout go. Shout out. Uh, so I, you know, if if you look at a lot of Bleacher Report articles and probably ESPN articles. Um, like power rankings preseason. I mean, they had this team to go, you know, super, Bad. super on 500, uh, you know, arguably a top, or I'm sorry, a bottom three team in the league, almost exclusively. Like, nobody saw this coming. And, uh, I mean, they were even talking about on ESPN today, uh, who's who's better right now, and it's Booker and Shea. And if you told me that six <laughs> months ago that that would even be a discussion, I would have been like, what the hell are you talking about? Shea's but, like, so good. I think – I think there's levels to that topic. I think mm-hmm. Booker, you know, I think you have to take Booker, but I also yeah. think you're talking this year specifically. Chase had a better year, and that's yeah, uh, a- average, averaging a little over 31 points a game, shooting 51% from the field, 35% from three, 5.5 assists per game. The guy's been doing every single thing for this Thunder team. He's not been injured much. He's been absolutely dominant when he's been on the floor. Team has been also doing well, so, I mean, you can't take that away from him. He's not been, he's not, it's again, he, he should be in the MVP debate because his offensive game has been good, his defensive game has been okay. I, I just think this Thunder team is going, is very under the radar. If the play-in wasn't a thing, the, Nug, the, Thund, the Nuggets, the Thunder would be eighth right now in, yeah, in the West. Eighth. The West is a fucking, it, it's a free-for-all right now. And it's in cool. that free-for-all, you've got an OKC, a young OKC team who is being led by this kid that the Clippers just gave away. I think this guy should be talked about a lot more. Will he win it? Of course not. He won't win it. But the fact that it's not being discussed 
it is absolutely insane to me. This kid is good. I, I know people will come in with a with a with Luka Doncic and all that. And he's been good too, but you expected Dallas to be there. You expected the Nuggets to be around and the 76ers and and um, the Bucks. Nobody expected this Thunder team to be anything, and they are uh, they are they're 500 right now. Could finish the season couple games above 500 and make some serious noise uh, in that playoffs. Don't think they're going to the Western Conference Finals at all, but this is a dangerous team. A lot of young guys, a lot of fun team to watch, and yeah. they don't have Chet. Yeah, Chet's coming, yeah, coming they dude. don't have Chet. Don't have they Chet. Have, I don't even know how many draft picks over the next couple years. Oh, my gosh. I, it, it's super interesting. I like their coach. Um, I mean, this, this, team's, this team's future is very bright. They're going to basically add, uh, you know, a very obvious consensus top five rookie of this class yeah. next year, oh, yeah. plus whoever they get in next year's draft, yeah. um, to a, a really good core. I love Jalen Williams. Jaylen Williams. I think he's made a late push for rookie of the year. I still think I think Puel has had it locked up, and I think he has it locked up for a long time. I think that's become a little bit of a debate recently. I don't necessarily agree with it. I think we get complacent watching Puel, and he's been pretty consistent from day one till now. Whereas Jalen Williams kind of started off a little slower and has made just a you know a much more noticeable surge. Yeah. So like we kind of got bored yeah. for these past four months watching. Well, I'll do fairly the same thing. Whereas Jalen started off relatively slowly and then kind of went crazy. Um, I I think we've seen that kind of thing happen in the past. And uh, you know I I could despise Ben Simmons more at this point. As a Sixers <laughs> fan, it, it reminds me a lot of the D- D- Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons. Uh, rookie of the year race, whereas Mitchell just made that late push and it was so uh, electric, it was so in front of your face, but Ben was great for 80 games, whereas Donovan made that late push in the last half of the season. They made We're the seeing kind too. of the same thing. Well, is the, you know, he's the rookie of the year. Anyway, around it, uh, I kind of got off topic there, but uh, the Thunder are so interesting at 36 and 36. And Shea for MVP, obviously he's not going to get it. Obviously he probably won't even get Discussed in that too too much, but where is he uh, in the MVP? That's what I want to know. Where Shea right yeah. now is sixth on. on I'd say he's six. He's probably sixth because Luca's five and Tatum's four. Exactly. He's 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 six seventh is what he keeps flirting in between. Uh, him and Dame have been around that 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 area Love this him, whole yeah. season. It's a it's a it is a very good. I mean, like I said, that's Dolan's uh Dolan's MVP vote is Joel Embiid. Uh, Dylan's is Giannis, which is and, and mine is it's gonna be it's gonna be Embiid, but I feel like. Shea should be uh, uh, talked about more. Dolan did have a very good segue there because the next topic we're going to talk about MVPs to better futures. Who in the league? We got a lot of young teams, a lot of, lot of talent in the league. It feels like the league has never had more talent dispersed throughout. If that makes sense, like we've got. If you look everywhere, at least every, recently, yeah, yeah exactly. Because it was every, super teams for a long time, and now it's kind of just stars are spread out everywhere. It's all all over the place. You've got a lot of talent coming everywhere. I think the G League has helped out a lot with that. A lot of people laugh at that thing, but it's uh, it's 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 becoming a legit actual league that's second to the NBA. But biggest biggest up and coming young team. I, I'm not going to sit and, and and hammer home the Pistons, but we we're going to talk about the Pistons. Talk about Orlando. This OKC team is dangerous. Is the Rockets an actual? What do you think? Is the are the Rockets an actual young fun team, or is this team destined to implode? I really, really like their backcourt. I think they're super entertaining. I think the 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 Jalen Green's game is just super smooth, and I think he's got that like star mentality. It's super fun, and I like Kevin Porter Jr. too. I think he's got a really smooth game. I like I like that backcourt a lot. Yeah, I I worry a little bit about the Rockets, just very similar to what I. Or how I used to worry about the Sixers is just like bad habits can kind of be yeah. hard to break after a long time, and and they're like they're like bad. Like it's it's kind of interesting. Uh, they have two more wins than the Pistons, but uh, like the Pistons, you know whatever you want to call it, they they haven't had their best team out there a lot of this season. Whereas yeah. like yeah. the Rockets, I feel like they literally they threw out their best group of guys a good majority of the games, and they just fucking stunk. They didn't. They didn't try for a minute on defense collectively. So I don't know. I I, I don't really foresee the Rockets, uh, you know, with, with their young uh, core that they have now. I don't really see they see them making any big noise. I think they're a huge piece away, uh, whether it be young or vet, mm-hmm. from even considering being in the, in the race. I think they, they just develop habits that are going to be so tough to break. And I'll never forget a... a 
a press conference of uh, Steven Silas, and he's sitting there slapping the table, <laughs> saying they're not fucking listening. Like yeah. <laughs> they're not trying. They're not listening. Like he was pleading for these guys to, to, I guess, just simply give some effort on both sides of the ball. That's an awful look, right? I mean, you get your head coach yeah. up there okay. fucking slamming down on the table that his team doesn't listen to him. I'm right there with oh. you. I think I like Jalen Green. I think I think this uh, Houston backcourt is is entertaining. I think Jabari Smith could be a. I like uh, Jabari Smith. He could be a he's, good he's player in the league. The last the last month or so, he's been playing well. Yeah. I mean, when when they beat the Celtics, that dude was not missing threes. It was so crazy. It this didn't is, make any sense to me. This is a team that will. Uh, it's still it's still up to up in the air if this if this team can really gel like that. I mean, we're we're gonna see going mm-hmm. forward. They're gonna have a they're gonna have another you know high draft pick. They've been absolutely fucking terrible this year. I'm talking bad, bad like not yeah. tanking. They've just been a bad team. Yeah. Separate to this Orlando team that is big. But not big in the way that you'd think. They're a tall team, but They're they are so tall. tall, athletic guys that they have on this team. Interesting to see what they've got going on. Dolan's old boy Markel Fultz has found a resurgence in his life. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if Fultz didn't get drafted by the 76ers, dude? I'd try not to. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd <laughs> probably do the same if I was you. The, the Magic, yeah. though, man, for all you Magic fans out there, this is probably a solid time because ever since they let go of Dwight Howard, sent him over to L.A., this team has fucking stunk. For, for, yeah. for as long as I've been a Pistons fan, this team has been a fucking shit organization. They're finally looking They were eighth seed a couple times with Dukovic, but that's a Yeah, but they, 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 they fucking dog shit. I'd rather, be, I'd rather be worse in the league than the eighth goddamn seed. I say that, and my favorite team in the West, the Thunder, is the eighth seed. So hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Dolan. Caught in the act. This, this guy loves draft picks. He wants to minute. Uh, I that's, just call him. If we're gonna talk young teams, I don't think we can go a podcast without talking about the Sacramento Kings lighting that beam. Well, we Sacramento, love, we King. love the Kings. We love the Kings. The, the Kings are the are the Kings considered? Do you think the Kings are a young team? Yeah, I, so. I mean, I, I mean, their young guys are kind of in that veteran stage of their careers, like the yeah. young veteran. Uh, but they're still fairly young. I mean, there, there's not a lot of age within their like. Their rotation. I mean, even Malik Monk's still pretty young. Obviously, yeah. De'Aaron Fox is pretty damn young. Uh, Harrison Barnes is probably 30 now. Yeah, I'm sure Sabonis is, is still 26, which is fucking nuts. Which you'll learn it about us. And if you go on our Twitter page right now, you'll see Sabonis. the cover photo. I think Sabonis is the one guy that we all just love. can agree to. We I fucking remember, love this guy. I remember in high school watching highlights of his dad when he played for Portland. I Hilarious. freaking loved watching highlights of his dad they're the DeMontis, DeMontis Sabonis is an absolute fucking dog yeah. we love Simotis we love this Kings team myself and Dolan have a futures ticket out for the Kings to win it all little bit of pizza money little bit of pizza money oh, yeah. on a plus 650 we hey just a little sprinkle we're not mad at it I'll tell you that right now yeah, this we Kings, just wanted a light beam real quick yes, we would like the beam, beam real quick. Quick. it's fucking beam. awesome this are you want to talk about teams that have been terrible my whole existence in basketball That's the Kings game. have fucking stunk Good for it's them. It's not even your existence. It's everybody's existence. You yeah. ain't kidding. Hey, good job, Sacramento. You finally fucking did it. You finally got a good team. On that Kings team, though, interesting, right? Like, they made they made a decision middle of last year. They said, we're going to – we got a guy in Tyrese Halliburton and a guy in De'Aaron Fox. It's time to draw a line in the sand. Which one are we going with? They went with De'Aaron Fox, and Fox has had a fucking unreal so, season. He's been so How, good. This guy is awesome to watch. This Kings team is awesome to watch. <laughs> but you – you look over at this Pacers team that is going on. Another young team out there that's a lot of fun to watch. A couple pieces away, right, guys? I mean, a couple yeah. pieces away from really doing anything. But that's a fun team. Final one of these uh, younger teams. You guys correct me if I'm wrong. I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm not being a homer right here. This Pistons team, though. I'm so excited for this. If you're a Pistons fan, I know that you guys are, have joined me in this whole thing. Dwayne Casey probably not the guy going forward. But Cade goes out early. Jaden Ivey hits a rookie wall middle of the season. But then he really starts to come out and ball. Duran and Isaiah Stewart have a couple injuries that hold us out. Throughout the season, we've just had injuries holding us back. That's why we decided to tank. We've not been like that scum over in Philadelphia tanking for absolutely no reason. We started tanking for a real reason, for real, real prizes here. Not just to be shit for the whole season. We didn't come in at the beginning of the season and say, hey, everybody just don't do your jobs. We started tanking because everybody got hurt, actually hurt, not this whole load. You guys are like... Spider-Man meme of you guys pointing at each other right now. <laughs> exactly right, Dylan. Yeah. Exactly what you guys are right now. Yep. So funny. Before we uh, before we wrap up here, this uh, this first inaugural episode, we uh, final topic of the day. Play in starting soon. 
Mm-hmm. Who do we think the last couple teams? Are the Lakers going to get in it? Or are they going to fucking suck the last the last bit of the season? Every game is, is every game is a playoff game for the Lakers going. Yeah, I think they they make the play, they make the play in. Yeah, uh, we we got some pretty positive news about LeBron today. Yeah, uh, yeah I saw that. that he, he could return very soon. Obviously, it's going to be uh, a very significant factor. Austin Reeves is like so. I've always hated the the Laker. Uh, trade piece, and I'll explain a little bit further. There's, there's always been an Alex Caruso. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Laker fans thought they could trade Alex Caruso for like a stud, or, or prior to that, it was Kyle Kuzma, who obviously has turned into a really nice player in his rookie year. He was great. Don't get me wrong; like he was a good Laker. But you know, people were, you know, I, I saw a lot of fans comparing him like on the same level as Tatum at the time, which obviously now is just absurd. But uh, <laughs> yeah. there, there's always been that Laker that a uh, uh, Talon. Uh, Taylor Horton, they're just overrated by the fan base, and that's cool. And I thought Austin Reeves is going to be that guy this year. I, I, I completely was wrong. Austin Reeves is a fucking stud, and I'm kind of excited <laughs> about it. Uh, so I think he's going to be a really big piece of this team. He can play point guard, dude. He can play small forward. He can fit in no matter what they do because they have a pretty tight point guard rotation with Russell Schroeder him and then if lebron comes back obviously lebron's going to do some distributing doesn't matter he can play off ball on ball cut shoot uh draw I mean, draw fouls draw which fouls, has been yeah. probably the most yeah. significant thing over the last 10 games that man can get to the line uh with the best of them so um i do think the lakers will make this play in um it, it's the pelicans got it yeah you know, they got a, a shit shit deal here with zion get yeah, hurt i think, I think I mean, they fall one, out yeah, were they like a top four seed at one point? They were yes. one. You, yes. So Nate's our buddy of our Nate's a Pelicans fan, and I remember the Celtics crushed the Suns, and the Suns fell to second and put the Pelicans to one. Yeah, this, that's right. This season that was yeah, like the first like third of the season. Hey, this yeah, guy, Zion guy, all this money for him to sit on the bench all this yeah. time. It's gonna be. He's so it, good it, when he plays, though. He's so good when he plays. He is. It's gonna be interesting going forward to see where this Pelicans team. I want to see what uh, with the playing thing. I want to see what Minnesota's gonna do now that Cat's back. I'm interested to see because that we haven't seen a lot of. I mean, he missed what 51, 52 games. So it's like, yeah. I want to see him and Rudy and see what's gonna do. But I know that Anthony Edwards is out now. I don't know how long he's out for. Do you guys know? No, Anthony it's been a while. I, I think he's missing the first round. He's day to day as is as he? of now. Is he? He was in a walking boot leaving the game, and then the following day they they called him day-to-day, which obviously can mean a lot of different things. But uh, I, I think their hopes is not let it be that long-standing of an injury. But it's crazy. The, the Timberwolves are the seventh seed right now. Uh, you'd have to be the 11th to miss the postseason. They're only a half game out yeah, of missing to. the postseason. The West is uh, the West is absolutely wild. When uh, when that four and twelve is what three and a half games separated by three and a half games between four and twelve, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah, the West is wild. Yeah. When when Ant came out in that boot, uh, they, a lot of people, a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of reports on Twitter, as I should say, which is follow that if you want. Said that he would possibly going to be missing the first round of the playoffs. We'll keep an eye on that. That's going to be super interesting. Right now, it's sitting at Minnesota, OKC, Dallas, and the Lakers sitting in those play-in games, and New Orleans. Just a game back, tied with the Lakers right now, uh, but the Lakers in. It that, it's going to be interesting to see the final of that one right there. The, the West is a absolute what mayhem right now. Mm-hmm. Golden State can't really win on the road. It, we don't know what the Clippers are truly. Can Kevin Durant come back for the Suns? And we, are we actually for real lighting that beam over in Sacramento? It's going to be, it, it it's going to be interesting. Over in the East though, you got Memphis. Bro- you didn't say anything about Memphis. Uh, we're not Memphis. <laughs> Memphis. Ain't I like Memphis. I like Memphis, man. We're going to be that kind of show. I like Memphis. <laughs> Shout out to all you Memphis fans. You guys probably go to strip clubs with guns. Over in the <laughs> East, we got Brooklyn, Atlanta, Toronto, and Chicago. Uh, that's I, was a listen- little- I was listening to a podcast earlier, and they were talking about John Morant. He said, yeah, he's a shooter. And I was like, oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> yeah, he is. Shoot or shoot, baby. Shoot with God. Get hot, baby. Love it. Over in the East, you got Brooklyn, Atlanta, Toronto, and Chicago in that playing game. If you're Chicago, you're probably hating your absolute life right now, right? Oh I mean, this gosh, who who Chicago fans, honestly, T's and P's to you because it would probably be <laughs> miserable to be you right now. This is a classic. This team needs to blow up, but they're just good yeah. enough to get in. So ownership will think they have to sell. They have to keep going. This team is is an interesting one. Zach Levine and. DeMar DeRozan should go elsewhere. But who's taking that Zach Levine contract? I do not know. Oh, what do we Levine think about the E's, boys? 
Uh, Dylan, I'll let you go first. So, I mean, I think that it's so hard to like even super pay attention to the East because I think the East and West are so different dynamic because the West is wide open. Even the top seeds in the West, like you don't trust them and necessarily going to the finals, but in the East, you know that one of the top threes are going to the, to the finals. So it's like, I think the play in becomes significantly less interesting. Um, You're looking at Milwaukee, Boston, and Philadelphia in the top three right now. It doesn't look like Cle- Cleveland could catch Philadelphia in that final, that third spot there. doesn't really look like it, especially the way that the 76ers have been yeah, red yeah. hot the last couple of weeks. So you're 100% right, man. It, this, this, the, the, the East is very top-loaded, and you think those teams are going to win. Would not be surprised if Denver get bounced in the first round. We've seen that before. But go ahead, Dylan. I, I got Denver in the Western Conference Finals for sure. Michael and I talked about that earlier. For sure, Denver's going to West Conference Finals. Um, for sure. That's a, for that's sure. a bold claim. I, I really, as I say, I don't know who supplants them, but. Uh, yeah, they have to play Dallas. Small. If Denver have to play Dallas in the first round, I think Dallas. Dude, I have zero faith in Dallas. Dallas is just a mess. They are a mess, dude. Zero faith in Dallas. Dolan, back to the East. What do you think about this East matchup we got going on here? Brooklyn, Atlanta, Toronto, Chicago. Indy, Indianapolis is right there. You know, looking I like in. Indiana. I think it'd be yeah. awesome if they could make the play in, just because they're. In, I, they're I think they're. In, I think they're an entertaining team to watch. So they just are. get them in the play in, and the play in super cool because it, it it gives a big primetime game to those two those teams that a lot of times aren't watched during the year. So it's like it puts people on the map a little bit more, and that's when the people can see the Shays of the league, and then the Tyrese Halliburton's of the league, the people, the reserves that have just been balling out of their minds, but um, people don't watch, don't see them as much because they're not their teams aren't as good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So the, the East is really interesting. Obviously, Brooklyn kind of sits where they sit due to having love bridges. Some form. What's that? Love bridges. Bridges is it? Yeah, definitely a big I'll, fan I'll of. I'll start you know, here. Book it. Yeah, I, absolutely. I don't. I don't have any hesitation saying that. Um, you know, Brooklyn. They sit in that seven spot mostly just due to spending most of the season with Durant and, and Kyrie, mm-hmm. uh, at least flip flopping games. So. Um, I don't really think they're too much of a threat. Atlanta will be interesting. They they brought in Quinn Snyder, who I think is a pretty solid coach, but he hasn't, you know, it, it'll take some time. Uh, you don't really see a lot of potential playoff teams change coaches that late in the season. No, it doesn't um, I think that can kind of, yeah, that could put them in trouble. Um, and and I, I just, the DeJounte Murray and Trey Young mix is just It's so a weird fun. one this season, right? And for a team that just went to the Eastern Conference Finals a couple of years ago, you know what I mean? It's 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 strange to see what this team is now when a lot of those guys are still there. They just have a, a, what everybody thought was a solid pickup in DeJounte Murray, who I, I think— I mean, you look at that starting five, that is a good starting five. Very good starting five. I'm a big DeJounte Murray fan. I'm a Trey Young fan. If you're the Hawks, which one are you trading? Murray probably. I had to go Murray. I feel like Trey Young is just the face of that franchise. That's the only reason why. I'm not going to sit here and try to argue which one's better, but I just think Trey Young is just means more to the organization. I'll I'll argue it a little. So we've seen Trey carry this, you know, at least debatably carry this team into somewhat of a deep playoff run. We've never seen Eastern Conference Finals. That's a deep playoff run. Yeah, we've never seen what DeJounte Murray does. Obviously, he you know he, he drew a short straw playing most of his career with the Spurs, and they sucked, and they became a number one option kind of, but they were terrible when he was the number one option. Not maybe you know maybe not his fault, but uh, we've seen what Trey can do in the postseason. We've seen the you know we've seen him pointing to his forearm, ice in his veins. That's right. Uh, you know, hyping up this uh, New York Knicks crowd. Yeah, in love Madison that. As he lights <laughs> love that. Up. So, that was so awesome. Uh, yeah, that was that was one of my favorite. That's probably when I'm laying on my deathbed, uh, 108 years from now. Uh, I'll probably remember that Hawks and Knicks series a little bit more was, than most series. I really will. Um, I, I don't think we could forget that about Trey. I think for that that solo reason, because I think it's a really big toss up. I think it's a very it tough is. decision. I think for that solo reason, I'm keeping Trey. I'm shipping DeJounte out, and I think you can get a great package for him. And he, a lot of these teams would love to have him as yep. their starting one. So, um, For sure. Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart for DeJounte Murray. You're an absolute idiot. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the Hawks, that Hawks-Knicks is the game. I'm hoping we see this playoffs. I think the way that these Knicks are, 
Um, I'll get to that. Let me talk about the Knicks in a second. But the way that these Knicks are and then the way that this Hawks are going, I think that could it could go in either favor right there. That could be the, the, the turning point or the revenge game for the Knicks. Or it could be the game that the Hawks really put it together riding that Trey Young hate. Let me bring up the Knicks real quick. Have to hold up. I know we're starting this show at the end of the season. At the very beginning of the season, I, I don't have this text right now. I sent a text to my good buddy Dolan, and I said, uh, Jalen Brunson to the Knicks, what an absolute dumpster fire that's going to be. This guy fucking stinks. <laughs> and this guy has been I just good. There and agreed. He's fucking awesome. He's yeah. fucking awesome. I don't think this Knicks team is really going to do anything in this playoffs. Yeah. Uh, poor R.J. Barrett is uh, uh, running for his life out there right now. But this is a this is a fun team to watch, man. This is an interesting team, entertaining team to I love watch. Joel. I love watching his game. He's got such a weird combination of just strength and finesse. I think it's just super entertaining to watch. They're, they're one, one more piece away from really being a dangerous team. Yeah. This Knicks team could go out and get it this summer. We will see. But a lot of lot of good basketball coming up here. We've got the the last week of the season coming up next week. Good stuff that we've covered today. We will be back every single Thursday night. We'll be recording, dropping every single Friday, everywhere that you get your podcast. Boys, first show done and in the books. What do we think, fellas? Yeah, Ecstatic. I, it, it Ecstatic. was a blast. It's funny. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm sitting here. We're, you know, we're 50 minutes into recording what we thought was going to be a half hour show. Yeah, um, exactly. sure. For sure. Come on here and do a little bit of introductions. Talk for a minute about a certain topic here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this show could go on for three more hours and I wouldn't skip a beat. So uh, we're, we're just scratching the surface. Maybe, uh, you know, th- th- this is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot 100%. Dylan, what do you think about the first show, man? Have a good time? I mean, yeah, it was a good time hanging out with you guys. I mean, uh, Dolan, we uh, we text all the time, but we don't ever talk uh, on the phone or anything. Michael and I talk on the phone almost every day, but it's uh, I mean, it's a blast. Love talking to basketball with you guys, and I feel like we didn't trash the Sixers enough, unfortunately. But it's yeah, okay. that will we, that, we that will be happening. Time. Yeah, we, that will be happening very, you know, you know, on this pod on the regular. But yeah, like I said, I said at the, at the open, Dolan, Dylan, and I talk every single fucking day. We decided to just put this in a microphone. If nobody listens, we're still talking to ourselves, which is no problem. Right. We do not yeah. give a shit. But we're pretty fucking awesome. Come hang out with us every single week. We're going to have a good time. We know that you will have a good time. Like I said a little while ago, follow all of us on Twitter. We'll plug our own Twitters uh, and a few here. But the show's Twitter is at the Post Up Boys. Go follow that show. Come hang out with us. Have a good chat with myself and uh, Dolan and Dylan. Go follow the boys themselves as well. Do- uh, Dolan, where can they find you at? Uh, Ryan Props. Uh, his props ends in a Z. If I knew I'd blow up on Twitter uh, <laughs> so a year cool, and a half ago, I would have come up with a way better idea than Ryan Props. But in the meantime, we're Ryan Props with a Z. Props. It's a very- Ryan Props with a Z. Absolutely love that. Dylan, where can the people find you at? For all you Boston fans, go follow Dylan. He doesn't have enough Boston fans to talk to. Like I told you a little while ago, Dylan and I have been friends for 20 years. Dylan will call me every other day on his drive home from work just to tell me about the Celtics. I don't give a fuck. So, so more Celtics fans. <laughs> right. Give this guy somebody to talk to, please. <laughs> no, no more Celtics fans need to follow Dylan. Dylan, where can the people find you at on Twitter? At Dilbond00, Dilbondo. Love that. Absolutely love that. You can find me. See you in the Twitter sphere. That's right. (laughs) You can find me at Carefree Willis. My name is Michael Willis. Uh, Come find me on Twitter. Argue with me. Big, big, big shout out. Can't go away without saying this. Joshua Williams. Williams. You want that smoke? Find two of your absolute best friends. Dolan, Dylan, and I will come over to you wherever you want. We'll fly out. I'll drop 22, 10, and 6 on your head, boy. You say it anytime you want it, you will have it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to the show's Twitter. Go click on our first post. Scroll down a little bit. This boy called this out. It's bo- Check yourself up, boy. Let's get going. Thank you all so much for listening. We will be back next week. Enjoyed the hell out of this big time. Right, fellas? Right. Absolutely. Later, guys. Y'all See you take on care. Next Pistons, week. let's get going. Love it. Okay. <laughs> there you go. That's the show. Bang. Bang.